1: Hey, this is Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe of Faith Talk Live. You're about to hear an amazing portion of our show on demand. You can see the entire show on Facebook Live and find out more on our website, faithtalkatlanta.com.
0: Right here from the palatial 7th Floor Studios in Buckhead, it's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan on Faith Talk Atlanta.
1: It is uh, Super Tuesday on Faith Talk
2: Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. And yes, that's the theme from Jurassic Park, which my son will be playing tonight at a band concert. And it's going to sound just like that. The seventh grade band sounds that good. Yeah, right. Where's
1: my bell? Give me that bell. I I left my bell upstairs. You can use my bell. I got so enthralled with the promotions meeting going on in the next room, I forgot to uh,
3: get my bell.
1: Yeah, my son's in a band concert tonight as well. It's, so we both get to
2: have fun tonight. They'll be going. Oh my goodness! Yes.
1: <laughs> you know, instead of Chinese water torture, uh, they should use middle school band. Middle
2: school band concerts or orchestra concerts would be
1: even worse. <laughs> <laughs> It's Tuesday with Shamso because Tiana's in the promotions meeting and uh, Shamso wasn't here yesterday. Mm-hmm. I usually just say I'm not feeling it. Call him up. Say, hey, I'm not coming in. <laughs> right. She creates this whole migraine story.
4: Oh, it was the truth. I wouldn't wish it on anyone.
1: Mm-hmm. You, I couldn't
4: see, like, because I can't see without my glass, so I couldn't drive. You know,
1: before you started working here, you never had a migraine. It all started the day you walked through these doors. No, that should tell
4: you something. It started yeah, as right. I got older, in my mid-30s is when it started.
2: In
3: my mid-30s.
2: <laughs> you ain't even 27.
4: Well, now, I so. Got, so. wish. I got
3: tube socks
2: <laughs> older
1: than you. <laughs> well, we'll talk to a counselor about you. Tracy Hurst, professional counselor, author, and speaker in the uh, in the green room, I believe. Did you see somebody? Yeah. Fresh and new. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. She used to be. Uh, she used to dress in goth. She was depressed. She was uh, an over the edge teenager, and she had a transformation. We to talk thought. to her. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, Tiana was walking down the hall this morning, and I was at the door. I was just coming in, and she—I heard her talking on the phone, and I said, "Tell Jack Dan and I want lunch." She said, how did you know that was Jack?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because you're always talking to Jack. Because
1: of the cartoon hearts that were going on. I don't know. (laughs) One of these days, we're going to get an invitation. Mm -hmm. You think? We think. He's supposed to be coming in the studio next next Monday.
4: Oh, I had no idea.
1: After that, he may not marry her.
2: Very true. (laughs) After he gets to talk with us for a while.
1: Come on in here and talk to Uncle Rick and Uncle Dan. (laughs) Or Uncle Randy and Uncle Gina. (laughs)
2: <laughs> anyway. I'm Randy.
1: I saw this. Oh. I'm I'm Gina. That's why we have a counselor yeah. in the town.
2: Yes, we do. We I'm need not. one badly.
1: I saw this on Facebook. Have you seen this? This is new. Here, check no, this out. You won't show it to us. Because uh, <laughs> it's a surprise. Yes. This being pretty close to Halloween, it says, uh, put the last thing you ate next to your... Uh, next to your month, the month you were born, and Mm -hmm. it has a a name or a word under each uh, month. You've seen these before, like January is evil, Mm -hmm. March is bloody, May is brutal, uh, and then you combine the two. So when were you born, Shamso? January. January, Mm -hmm. and what was the last thing you ate this morning?
3: Um, Did you
1: eat? I did. That's probably why you don't. Eggs. Eggs? Yeah. So your evil eggs? Evil eggs.
3: Okay.
2: What are you? I'm May. May? Yes. You're brutal? Brutal. And then the uh, last thing I ate was a bowl of uh, Raisin Bran Crunch. <laughs> brutal <razor laughs>
1: brand brutal Raisin Bran Crunch. Brutal Raisin Bran Crunch. Well, it will be brutal a little bit later <laughs> on. Hey, thank you
2: very much. <laughs> thank you.
1: Why does Dan keep getting up from the office and going down the hall <laughs> to, All the, right. to, the, <laughs> to the men's room? Uh, oh that brutal goodness. Raisin Bran. Yes, it and was. And I am, let's see, I'm crazy. No, I'm um, Poison. I'm poison uh, a fitness bar, health okay. bar. All right. Yeah, mm. yours was probably the best. So brutal raisin brain. <laughs> that's our villain name. We're such bad people. That's why we need a a counselor. <laughs> My, uh, I was talking to Dad the other day. Of course, I lost. We lost uh, Mother a couple of months ago, and now he's talking about uh, getting getting a dog after all these years. They had dogs every yeah. now and then, and then for a while they were like done because they would travel or whatever. Now he wants a dog again. They used to have the. Have you ever seen those little teacup poodles? Mm-hmm. They had a couple of those. Uh, have you ever seen them? I have. Yeah, they are just so tiny. Well, they had yappy things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had this one. We didn't realize it until uh, by well, we realized this by accident. We would sit there in their living room watching TV, and we would hit their remote, and every time we'd hit the remote, the. Uh, the dog would blink its eyes and lick its lips.
3: Okay. So wow.
1: uh, we decided to do that instead of <laughs> changing <chases. Yeah, laughs> that's, that's entertainment right there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Dad's getting uh, a dog. Well, I've
2: got one if he wants one. He's welcome yeah. to have Oakley. So. <laughs> you getting rid of her? <laughs> do no, I'm rid- not getting rid of her. Okay. But, uh, you know, if, if he really wants a dog, I'd Uh-oh. be happy to give him a Well, uh, you know, Oakley does
1: dog tricks.
2: Yes. Yeah. Right? And, and Joshua. Just Joshua does, yeah. Yeah, That's right. Both of them do.
1: <laughs> do they come as a pair? They do, Yes. Dad, you can have a what? Has he I want to count? get one free. He's 13 four years
2: old. joint custody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How
4: about that? Does he
1: do chores?
2: Uh, no. No, never. He doesn't do tr- chores? No, he just sits there and plays on the computer. All
1: right, here's my question. Do you have a dog? Do you have a
4: oh, gosh, no.
1: a, a pet at all? Mm-mm. Okay, I know Dan has had dogs ever since I've, I've known mm-hmm, you, right? Mm-hmm. Did you, do you, or did you, or have you ever dressed up your dog in a Halloween
2: outfit? No, no, never did. that. Too much that. work. Yeah, and the dog hates it. I yeah. Mean, they, they try to get it off.
1: The number one, uh, let me see, I'm trying to find a list here. I had it. The Halloween costume for dogs uh, is uh, is the hot dog, I think. Oh, uh, okay.
2: Can, I can't find
4: Can can't you put that it. on, like, any type of dog? Because then it won't look like a hot dog.
2: Yeah, it mainly it works on wiener dogs, I yeah. guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, dachshunds. Are they dogs, legitimately
1: right? called wiener dogs? Yeah, yeah. I think
2: so. Anyway, yeah. so
1: what do you think about people that do that? In fact, Caleb had a girlfriend one time, and they would dress up that it was a mini uh, pincher. Schna- uh
2: Yeah, pincher. Right?
1: Uh, yeah, or a, Schnauzer or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and they would dress it up, and it was the wiener, and it was uh, the devil one year, <laughs> and it was just all kind I mean, every season yeah. it was something. I just feel
2: sorry for the dogs cause yeah. you know, they're walking around making fun of each other. And, yeah, they're like, oh.
4: Speaking doggy language, yeah. like, look what my master did. Mm-hmm. Oh, look mm-hmm. what my master did. <laughs> yeah.
1: I wonder if Tracy does pet counseling. Do you think pets would get anything out of you've heard of the dog whisperer right is right. there a horse whisperer there's a horse whisperer. there's Probably. a horse whisperer yeah, yeah. is there, there a talk is. show host whisperer we need one there needs to be we and need a receptionist counseling one too yes. <laughs> a receptionist <laughs> i'm telling you if you change your vocation you wouldn't have migraines anymore
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah my pain started <laughs> my pain was a, li- is a little bit lower down the back is it? it's been the last 13 years <laughs> pennsylvania grandmother 94, she celebrated her birthday by uh, jumping out of an airplane. She thought she might not make it for another year. And we have a clip of her jumping out of the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Really? That was her? That was her. Her name is Isla Campbell from Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And in 94, she did it. Her false teeth landed about 10 minutes (laughs) later. (laughs)
2: Didn't, parachuted President, on their own. didn't
4: President um, Bush do it as well?
2: Uh, Daddy yeah. Bush did do it. Like, yeah, I think he did not too long ago. Yeah. You're right. That was yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he less uh, them. He still got it. He yeah. still he got it. Let's hear he her
1: jump out of that plane again.
2: <laughs> 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 Sounds an awful lot like Goofy, but
1: I don't know. <laughs> Why did you look at me when you said that? <laughs> Sounds an awful lot like uh Goofy, You yes, do. All right, well, let's do this. Let's go into a uh, break, and uh, Shamsa, will you go to the green room and see if yes. uh, the professional counselor is there. I will get her to work on you, and when she's done with you in a couple of days, send her in here. We'll do it. Although we only have a two
0: minute break, so we <laughs> can do, do that. And then, that'd we'll be, great. be
1: right back. I am Rick Probst. and
0: I'm Dan Ratcliffe.
1: This is Faith Talk Live,
0: faster than a speeding blooper. It's Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta.
1: Look out, it is the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probes
2: And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Happy Tuesday. Thank
1: God the counselor is here. Yes. Now we can get help, Dan.
2: Well, I don't know if there's any help for us, but we can try to at least. It's yes. been
1: two long years together. I don't mean it's been two long <laughs> years together. It's been two long years together yeah. here on uh, the show. right? And we've cried desperately for help. <laughs> and finally, a professional counselor that can help us is here. Tracy Hurst, also author, speaker, mother, and superwoman. How you doing?
4: I wear a lot of hats. I'm doing great. <laughs> and superwoman, I, wow. Well, it's super space woman. Oh, okay. Oh, you know, okay. it's really okay. important super to put that space, space put a space woman. there. Yeah.
2: It is super, not supper, right? That's not supposed That's to be right. another <laughs> in there because <laughs> I would right. be Superman. So.
1: It's hard to believe that at one time she was a depressed teenager yeah. wearing goth, Wow, like the black and the chains yeah. and probably the piercings everywhere. Yeah. And that I just changed yesterday. I used to be goth. That was, <laughs> I heard you were coming in. Uh, well, I
4: wear black now because I want to look a little thinner. but yeah. That's the only reason, okay. you know. But back then, man, it meant death. It meant I had no hope. And so, yeah, I was the teen that you hope your teen never becomes. Right. Like, right, really. right. 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 Right.
1: I remember I remember those days. I don't know if there are many goth kids around now, but back in the day, They were everywhere. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that and your transformation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your daughter, Adele. I love that.
4: My daughter's Audrey, but Adele is a connection. How I know Dan, and she is my nanny. She is in graduate school. Watches my uh, surprise, my husband at fifty, and I at (laughs) forty-two. Had a little bonus. I can't wait. Audrey Grace. I can't
1: wait to talk about that story, honey. I've got something to tell you. Yeah, it
4: was not pretty for forty-eight hours. (laughs) It was not pretty.
1: That's funny. Did you both need counseling then? Where do you go when you need counseling? That's what I want to know. I
4: have a great. Life coach, <laughs> you know, good. and I she's in Florida, but man, I will speed dial her when I need her. We all need someone to speak into our life, yeah, don't yeah. we? We Absolutely. need that, and I think because of my testimony and because of what I've been through, I'm able to sit with clients and really understand their pain and really give them hope because man, I shouldn't be alive today, yeah, but God, right. and so yeah, I was that teen who all black and um, I was into dark music. I, I drew dark artwork. And it all based out of a abusive stepfather I had. Mm. He was verbally abusive, physically abusive, to the point where my mom and I feared for our lives. And I'll never forget when she woke me up at 2 a.m. in the morning and gave me this elaborate plan about how we were going to run for our lives. And my mom did the courageous thing, you guys. It, only one out of eight women leave abusive yeah, marriages. right. And so she left, but unfortunately it was already too late Mm. because I was already so depressed. Depression wasn't really known back then. We didn't understand clinical depression. I had a tick in my eye that I just blinked uncontrollably. And so I was going down this dark path. And so, yeah, I began to look for any people group that would welcome me. And so I found myself dabbling in a lot of dark places. Mm. Things got to the point where my mom caught wind. I was suicidal. She called my dad many states away, who I hadn't seen in a few years, and Hmm. said, you've got to come get her. Well, can you imagine bringing a gothic, depressed, suicidal teen into your beautiful little Christian home? Mm. (laughs) But you know what? They were willing. They were willing. So they brought me in, and my dad had one rule. You're going to go to church. Now, I hated God. You Mm. need to understand, I blamed him. Why would God allow me as a child to go through the abuse I went through? But I didn't know he was the one about to rescue me. Mm. So I attend this youth group. They look past my prickly, I call it very prickly exterior, because the truth was I was hurting. And anyone listening today, if you see teens who maybe they look a little scary and you want to go the opposite direction, Lean into them.
1: I love that. Lean
4: into them. I love that. Smile at them because see I was so hurting. I thought if I can look scary then maybe people won't try to hurt me anymore.
1: I love I love talking to teens like that and my boy I have three boys. Two of my boys just were anytime I would talk to anybody that did not look the norm they were like, "Dad, what are you doing? There's an old guy talking to somebody cool." Right. Yeah. At that point but I feel like there's a person yeah. that's in there and I want to connect with that person. So what, what, what was it that drew you to? Why, why the dark side? I know the abuse and all mm-hmm. that. Why goth? Why not uh-huh. you fill in the blank? Why not something else? Again,
4: I felt like if I lo- was gothic, I would scare people okay. and I put walls up around ah. my life. Where And here's the good part. I kept the bad out by that, but I kept the good out too. Mm-hmm. So when this youth group embraced me, and I began to see something in them I'd never seen before. I saw love. I saw joy. And I didn't know anything about those things. So I remember one night running to the altar. You remember that time? I bet you guys have that story when you know God was calling you mm-hmm. to accept him as Lord and Savior. And When I knelt down that goth, depressed, depressed, suicidal teen, and I basically said, Jesus, I've tried everything else but you. If you can do something with this messed up life. I'll give it to you. And when I stood up, I'm telling you, the spirit of death left my life. Now, I had years of counseling. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Years of counseling. Sure. But he did a radical transformation where people were passing my locker to see what I was wearing every day, literally, in high school. Hmm. They were now coming to a Bible study that I fought the school board to start. Wow. And I only knew John 3.16. They weren't very <laughs> lengthy.
3: <laughs>
4: but, I mean, I, I, I lo- I'm so overwhelmed with what god has done in my life wow. and as a counselor you know most people couldn't hear the stories i hear week after week right but see i've been in the hospital and been on a liver transplant list i've been suicidal wow and i have seen god supernaturally do miracles in my life
1: tracy Hurst telling uh, her story what an amazing story you were what at this time 16, 16. 17 something mm-hmm. like that the folks that were around you the the goth folks how did they react to your your change? Mm-hmm. And was it I know on the
4: inside it was night and day. Yeah. Was it like that on the outside? It took a little time. I remember the first time on Easter morning, mm-hmm. I wore like a light blue skirt and the whole church like went into praise. I mean,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean seriously, like, wow, she's
4: wearing something other than army green and black. Wow. And so, yeah, it, but it happened subtly. And can I tell you, my face changed. Mm-hmm. My heart changed. And so that's what I get to see God do with my clients also. And I I love that I can sit with them. Some people couldn't get out of bed the next morning when they hear what I hear, but I dare to hope. Hmm. I dare to believe that if God can do a miracle and transform my life, then he will do the same for them. And so I love counseling.
2: Now, when you were uh, in the Gothic phase um, and and you said you were kind of shutting everybody out. Was that uh, a conscious decision or was it kind of, uh, I guess, subconscious? You didn't really know that that's what you were doing, but it was.
4: Totally subconscious. Hmm. I just knew I was hurting and and there's no way I figured it out Mm -hmm. in my teen brain. But now as an adult, I can look and definitely say that was me trying to protect myself safe place sure yeah, yeah, yeah. and and you know we all have coping skills and though that coping skill actually got me to the place i needed to be right and so right. But it's just that coping skill got in the way of me actually getting what I really wanted, and that is to be loved and accepted by others and by Jesus. Tracy
1: Hurst telling her story, professional counselor, author, and speaker. We do want to get into uh, some of the stories. She obviously is a professional counselor and has dealt with so many folks and so many amazing stories. I want to stay on this just for a little bit, and and then we'll get into uh, heartbreak. There are those that are out there— They could be teens. They could be whomever. And they've got their safe place. They're at arm's distance. What can people do to get in there? I know it's not going to be immediate, Mm -hmm. but are there steps? If somebody came to you and was trying to chisel away, Mm -hmm. what were those things they said or did Mm -hmm. that started to chisel away? I mean, you said your youth group had patience with you and loved you. It was probably one word or one step at a time, right?
4: It was. And they truly allowed me in their life and, um, again, didn't allow my exterior to scare them. Hmm. And so it's kind of like when you open a can of soda, you're just going to do it slowly. And so, again, I think I longed so much for what they had. And because I had such a longing to be loved, Hmm. I was willing to risk I was willing to take that step of faith and say, maybe I will let these people in. And these people seem to know a lot about Jesus that I don't know about. And so it was their faith in him. It was their experience in him that slowly softened my view that God was good. See, I again, I hated God. Mm -hmm. And they began to show me a totally different way of, hey, actually, God is your rescuer Hey, he is, I love, it talks about in uh, Corinthians, he's the father and God of all compassion. I didn't know that part right. of God. You know, I just wanted to feel better mm. <laughs> yeah. as a teen. right? And I tried everything else but jesus and i was kind of at the place guys where it was jesus or i was just going to move forward and take my life
1: and isn't Mm -hmm. that true for every level i mean teen or adult there's our safe place Uh, for some it could be alcohol or drugs or whatever fill in the blank that makes us feel better so that we don't have to deal with that pain later on as you talk to uh, the kids and the folks in the church did they say yeah, we were really praying for you during this time, uh, asking God just to touch your heart, open your heart. Did you? What did they say after the fact?
4: Oh, everyone had been praying. And my dad says today, Tracy, you are a living miracle. Mm. And the pastor at the church at the time was so excited. He would get me up on stage anytime he could. And he <laughs> saw a gift in my life. I believe that mm. he would have me lead worship, which you don't want me to do. <laughs> you want me to speak, not sing. But he would have get me up there to um, give a devotion or tell my testimony. And it was people like that pastor and and my youth pastor that saw All gifts in me. You see, I didn't believe anything good was inside Mm -hmm. of me. You know, I I didn't believe in myself. And so when these people, the people who loved God began to pull gifts out of me and speak words of encouragement, you see, I'd been abused and shut down and told I was stupid. Mm -hmm. And so when the body of Christ came around me and began to say, God has a plan for you, I'm like, he does. God loves you. Really? That was just earth-shattering hmm. to me. I didn't know that. I didn't know that part of God. Wow. Yeah.
1: And you had that, uh, boy, how, how amazing is redemption, right? And mm-hmm. then you had that effect on people around you where you would transfer that to them. Yeah. And their lives were changed.
4: Yeah, my mom ended up accepting Christ. You know, I remember coming to to. Salvation and realizing, hey, I, there's some things I did wrong. Mm. I need to ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would scream at the top of my lungs, I hate you, Mom. Mm. And so I just wrote her a letter, please forgive me, and here's what God's doing in my life. And so, yeah, my own mom gave her heart to Jesus through seeing the transformation in my life. Wow.
1: What an amazing story. We're mm-hmm. going to continue after this hard break. You can go to TracyHurst.com to find out more about her while we're in break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Stay there.
0: Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe, the choice of discriminating listeners throughout Greater Atlanta. And also those who tuned in by mistake.
1: Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst and I'm
2: Dan Ratcliffe. It's a beautiful Tuesday.
1: Well, it is now because I'm feeling better about my career after Tracy Hurst said yes. that we're we're more than just uh, mediocre. mediocre.
2: So, despite what the salespeople tell us, we are better than mediocre.
1: <laughs> Tracy Hurst, professional counselor, author, speaker, and uh, mother. We're going to yes. talk about and Superwoman. Surprise! Super Superwoman. Yeah, yeah. that's coming up in uh, just a few um uh, let's do this david dell coming with michael mckay on wednesday that's tomorrow uh, michael was a, a college quarterback and he was involved in a head-on collision 14 bones crushed in his Yeesh. face wow. he was in a coma for 12 days Live to tell about it. he's got a great story a part of fca I can't wait to hear that story tomorrow wow, wow can you imagine we'll talk Mm-mm. about that and more and go to the uh, outletonline.com to find out how you can get a better deal on, on what? On whatever. Okay, uh, <laughs> awesome. Except oh, for counseling. Uh, okay. you, know, <laughs> you need to pay good yeah, stuff for this right. to, yeah. so you can get don't help. Don't go cheap on that. You need the good stuff. <laughs> go to that. faithtalkatlanta.com to find out more about uh, the outlet uh, online. And meanwhile, Tracy Hurst, professional counselor, author, and speaker. We were talking about uh, Pastor Bowler uh, with mm-hmm. that book. Had, mm-hmm. You went to the release party. Yeah, yes. And yesterday. you guys are connected somehow, right?
4: We are. I mean, I don't know what I would do without his daughter Adele, who watches my Surprise, my bonus baby, while I counsel and do things like this sometimes.
2: Yeah. And Adele, I mean, who also is a uh, world-famous uh, pop singer, and she's also a nanny. I mean, wow, it's amazing. She better sing on Friday if she's coming with Pastor <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, I
1: know. Pastor, uh, Pastor Craig. I'll tell her. Yeah. I'll
4: tell yeah. her when I pick. When, yeah, when I go home. I'll let her know.
1: So she'll sing, and he'll be talking about a brand-new book, which is really cool. cool. And our friend's Tracy uh, Arnson And Tracy Arnsen, who else yeah. was there? David? Was David there?
2: Uh, Joy Chambly was there, Joy who, Chambly, who yeah. hooked us yeah. up. the
1: Swords.
4: Yep, yeah, love
2: yeah, them. Yeah. I'm um, trying to think of who else was she's there. She's a
1: live wire. When she walks in, uh, we just have to flip the mic on. Dan and I just leave and go have coffee. Yes, and she's yeah. What a
4: great ministry! Yeah, she yeah. Is. So honored to be a part with and be with them when I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joy's Oh, awesome.
2: and uh, Sonny and Becky Lawler stuff. Oh were yeah. There. yeah, how can they're I forget Sonny and yeah. Becky? Yes.
4: huh? You have all those people coming in.
2: Oh, all the time. Well, they they've been in from oh, time to it. time, but yeah. they're in the book. Yeah. Well, okay. uh, well, I, they were at the book release party yesterday. Got so it. yeah.
1: So uh, Tracy Hurst uh, talks about her story, and we just want to touch lightly on the story of her transformation, connection with Christ. Uh, at that point, at some point, you said, hey, I want to start counseling other other folks. How did that happen? And well, main, is it mainly women and teens?
4: It's women and teens, yeah. yes. Um, really, I had to go to mandatory counseling. My stepfather, who was physically and verbally abusive, checked himself in to try to get better. Um, my mom did still have to leave him, but I had to go. And I sat across from this counselor who had me draw things, and I walked away feeling as if— Everything was my fault. Oh, and I remember wow. driving with my mom, driving in the car away from that appointment. And I said, Mom, she was terrible. And I think I'd like to be a counselor that helps somebody. That's really wow. good. And so that's how it started. And then once I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, I remember being in the basement in my room and I heard a call. I heard a very small voice say, Tracy, you're going to counsel. And you're going to bring me into session. I remember running upstairs going, Dad, guess what? God wants me to be a counselor and bring him in. And my dad starts chuckling. He goes, have you ever heard of James Dobson? I said, <laughs> no.
3: You know, I was so radically saved. Yeah. I didn't yeah.
4: know anything. Right. I didn't know. the, p- And so I, I was really disappointed, actually. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be the first one. There's somebody that does one. this? Really? Bummer. So, yeah, the call came in my teen years. And um, so I went straight for it. I knew that that was something God, you know, had put into my life. And started with New Life for a little while. They mm-hmm. actually had a Christian program at Ridgeview. I was mm-hmm. lead counselor there, did some outpatient with New Life, mm-hmm. worked with Alpha Care Counseling, Ron Braun, mm-hmm. did some radio with them. And now I'm in private practice working with women and teens, specializing in depression, mm-hmm. anxiety, spiritual direction, mm-hmm. um, really helping people understand spiritual warfare. A lot of church staff come. Um, so a lot of churches will bring people into my practice. And then I don't get to work with a lot of teens because of my limited hours. But there are times when parents pull their kids out of school to come see me. Mm. I've had teens who they've tried so many counselors and they come they come out of state to come see me when they have wow. A, wow. a gothic suicidal depressed teen because there's nothing better than sitting with someone who can talk your lingo and say, hey, I get it. Mm-hmm. So, again, I think because of my life experiences, I think I'm able to really sit with people and understand somewhat of what the pain is pain. Right.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely.
4: Right. And yet to have that hope and to know. I mean, I'll never forget when a woman and I have permission to share some snippets of this in her 50s, came in empty nest, felt like she had no purpose and she was struggling with depression, didn't know it. Hmm. And so I said, "Hey, let's get you on an antidepressant. I really believe in treating the mind, body, and spirit, mm-hmm. and you know, first Kings nineteen, when Elijah ran for his life, what did he what did God do first? Send an angel to bring food and water. Yeah. so I knew we needed to get her serotonin levels up. Mm-hmm. So we got her on an antidepressant, we began to really process loss, and we began to seek God together. That's what is amazing about Christian counseling. We were able to pray together. Hmm. Do you know now?" She's a best selling author and a household name. Wow. wow. And I just think to myself, what if she had not allowed yeah. herself to wrestle and brought God in? What if she hadn't allowed herself to get on the antidepressants? Right. And so now her she is, you know, going everywhere, all over the world and has the opportunity to talk about her story. And that's that's what I get to do in session. It's mm. awesome.
1: You know, you can take that thread back even even farther. Uh, what if you wouldn't have answered the call? Mm-hmm. What if the youth group wouldn't have accepted you? Yeah. What would have happened? There's somebody on the other side of your obedience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that thread follows yeah. all the way through. That is amazing. Tracy Hurst, professional counselor, author, and speaker.
2: I'm curious, when you get to uh, to talk with teens and, and adults, uh, do you find one, one uh, section harder to kind of break through when when you're first talking to them and trying to get them to break down the walls and actually share with you? I'm I'm sure for the first couple of sessions, it's really my kind of more getting to know them and getting them comfortable with you. Mm -hmm. Is it easier with teens or adults or is it different?
4: It's, It's easier with women. You know, they come in and they are aware why they're coming. Most of the time when teens come in, their parents want them to come in. Right. So that first session, I'm really having to just see if, and I just tell them, hey, you're here just to see if we're a good fit. Mm. Can I be someone you can open up with and trust? Mm. And so I I oftentimes appropriately and ethically share a little bit of my story if I feel that's helpful mm-hmm. and just really try to um, get in touch with them. And 98 percent of the time they walk away and say, yeah. I want to come back. And I'm telling you, I'm right now sitting with some young people who are really wrestling through even their sexual orientation Mm -hmm. and saying, hey, I'm having these feelings. And so one came in and had saw, saw several counselors didn't fit. The mom had to pull her out of school to come to me. Mm -hmm. And I said she had really thought if I'm feeling this way, then God can't be a part of my life. Mm -hmm. So she shut him out, which led her to isolation, depression, darkness. Mm. And so in that session, I said, hey, listen, God wants to be a part of this. Just because you have these feelings, right? you know, he and so we read Romans eight right there. Nothing. I love it. Nothing separates you. No feeling yeah. you have. Mm. And so I saw her welcome Jesus into the struggle. And I'm telling you, she is now just enjoying life again and trusting that God will bring her the spouse he has chosen. So teens can be a little more difficult. You've got to right. have that relationship mm-hmm. and fe- they have to feel that they can trust you. And I do what's called teen confidentiality. Hey, mom and dad, I really can't, you know, unless something dangerous is reported, we're just going to keep things between yeah. your child and myself.
2: And Because teens can spot a fake like oh, that. Oh, sure. They, yeah. They'll know.
1: Absolutely. Yes. No, but the proof in the pudding is that they want to come back.
4: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: there's definitely a connection there. So now you have your own office. Yes. And where is that office? I have
4: a private practice within First Baptist Smyrna. Okay. okay. So in the Smyrna area, I work on Thursdays and Fridays. You know, having a young one, as you mentioned, yeah. I have to say no and keep my schedule.
1: Wait uh, a minute. Where is she?
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> have to know where
4: she is. Okay. So it's interesting in this season of life, I'm not able to... Uh, have the days and the hours necessarily want. But again, I trust God.
3: Mm, I trust
4: him. And there'll be a time I can see more people and work evenings again
1: you got to open up your calendar because we've got to have you back. We've got one more segment, but there, there's so much there we want to get into. So uh, uh, make sure your calendar's open for us since we're not mediocre anymore. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> Thank you very You're much. You're welcome back anytime because
2: you told us that alone. Tracy
1: so. Hurst, professional counselor, author, speaker, mother. We'll talk to her more in just a second. Stay right there. I'm Rick Probst. And
0: I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This
1: is Faith Talk Live.
0: You're listening to Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta.
1: Classic bumper there on a Tuesday, Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probes.
0: I'm
2: Dan Radcliffe. He said uh, he sees the baboon rising. Is that what he said? <laughs> <laughs> baboon rising? Oh, bad moon. Okay, not baboon. Okay. <laughs> You're funny, Dan Radcliffe.
1: Yeah. Uh, see, the intelligent one, the, the, the eye candy of the show, and uh, the humorous one, it's all there. No. Right there, Dan Radcliffe. <laughs> Welcome to Tuesday. Dan and I uh, are uh, going to have a huge show tomorrow as well. David Delk, the good doctor back. Should we get candles? Because you know he likes candles.
2: Yeah, well, he was at the beach last week, so he's gonna be all. Tan oh, he and was, so,
1: was yeah. he? Yeah, he's a major part of uh, FCA's bringing in Michael McKay. Michael McKay has quite a story. We'll hear all about that uh, tomorrow. Check out our uh, the USB from uh, Philip De and that is absolutely free. Again, what's the name of that book?
2: Uh, it's called uh, Matters of Life and Death, and it's, uh, it's Philip DeCourcy uh, doing a series of teaching on uh, just all these different uh, things that the church sometimes is kind of scared to talk about, but uh, that need to be talked about anyway and are covered in the Bible. Yeah,
1: get it free uh, for a limited time, I think the entire month of October, which mm-hmm. we're almost stepping into November I'll here pretty soon, so I go don't. to faithtalkatlanta.com. Mm-hmm. Tracy Hurst, go to tracyhurst.com to find out more professional counseling, uh, author, speaker, mother. Uh, I wanted to talk about uh, your two-year-old. Yeah. Do you want to talk another story about counseling, and then get into that? We'll just flow with you. How do you want to? Well, can, you want can I ask one more yeah, question yeah, do about that. counseling? Yeah, sure. Uh,
2: because as a counselor, I mean, you hear so much. Um, how do you separate that when you go home with your family? Because it ah, seems like it would be so easy to great carry question. all that with you. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah, and definitely mercy is one of my top three gifts. Mm. And so I that's something you really have to learn. And the first couple of years I did not do it so well. Yeah. But it's really, again, that's where my faith in who God is. And actually Psalm forty six helps me a lot. It says, Take a long loving look at me, mm. your most high God, who is above it all. And so I literally have to lay my clients down, knowing that He is the one. Wow, you know awesome. that is going to move in yeah. their life. Now I pray for them daily, sure. you know, and I and I'm crying out on their behalf. But I just know He has to do it. God mm. had to open my eyes. God had to get me. And so I just know that that responsibility is fully but but Dan honestly there are some cases even a couple of weeks ago where I woke up in the middle of the night mm. concerned you know when crisis has come in and mm. so but I just go straight into God will you be everything they need so yeah, yeah. and good boundaries mm. real I have to say no a lot
2: that's hard when, when you've got that gift of mercy and wanting to help people yeah. and counsel people. It's hard it's to say no. It's interesting
1: because we're both pretty similar in that no has always been, and I've pastored for years, mm-hmm. since 89, and no is a very, still, it's is a, a very word. difficult yeah. word to say. I mm-hmm. figure, well, yeah. I can put one more, right. huh. one more, exactly. but that's uh, amazing. Right. And you find that most counseling sessions or most folks are not just a hit and run, it is a process. And yeah. that's what we've learned over the years. Mm-hmm. It's not just a quick fix, mm-hmm. a do-it-yourself book. Books are awesome, amazing. Yeah. But uh, there's got to be a face-to-face. There's got to be uh, another perspective from yeah. a professional and a process. So um, uh, you have another story? Well, I, I do want to get into your daughter's story. I think that's amazing.
4: Well, one of the b- the best compliments I've ever received was from a client about four weeks ago. And she said... Tracy you are a safe place for me. Hmm. She said I have told you things that no one knows. Hmm. And and I'm quick to say okay. Well, I need you to know that the reason why you feel safe is because Christ, his presence is here. I'm so quick to always reflect up to mm-hmm. him so that they don't become dependent on me, yeah, yeah. Wow. but they become yeah. dependent on him. That's and, really good. And I'm not for everyone. My, my counseling style, you know, I have a long confidentiality sheet that says, hey, I'm a Christian counselor. Hey, you will be prayed for. And so when they sign that sheet, they know what they're getting. But absolutely, in counseling, I point them to him. And so it's not years of counseling because they grow. And I always say I work myself out of a job.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But
4: what an honor yeah. I have to sit with people where they don't need me anymore because, man, they have destiny. And i that's my greatest heart is to see women fulfill their destiny in Christ and remove the obstacles.
2: Well, probably uh, pointing them to him is also helpful to you, I would think, because as a counselor, you can easily get this savior complex yeah. of, I'm saving them, I'm making them better, and it's not you, it's Christ.
4: Yeah, and I've learned to boast in my weakness. <laughs> yeah. Like, Paul, hey, I've got the credentials, but man, I can't do this. Hmm. You know, Jesus, you have to be the one that moves miraculously. You have to be the one that delivers them and, and encourages them, and so really, when they come to me, they're coming to to an experience in the presence of God, and you can't help but leave changed. Yeah. Not because of Tracy, mm-hmm. but because of who God is. Right. Yeah, and
1: Tr- so Tracy is her website. Professional counselor, author, and, uh, and and speaker. You said what What days are there now? Because Thursdays
4: of- and Fridays. Thursdays
1: and and Fridays. I'm
4: difficult to see, and so but God works it out. If if someone's supposed to come in, he he works out the details and. Mm. And um, I can refer also if needed.
1: Now you and your husband have an eleven year old, and and what's her?
3: It's a. Uh,
4: Both are girls, right? Both are girls. We have two A's. We have an Alyssa who's eleven. Yeah. And I'll never forget the night that um, the next morning, my husband and I, for some reason, went up to wake her up, and she said, "Mom, I had a dream you were pregnant." And I looked at her. Now this is not very spiritual. I said, "I rebuke that in the name of Jesus." (laughs) And I started laughing. And I said, "Honey, you're going to have to talk to Jesus about that. You know, you're you're ten, and we tried for a while, but that season's done." And so a couple weeks later, there was some stress, and I thought, well, no big deal. And so literally, um, when we found out I was pregnant, again, I think I mentioned earlier, the first 48 hours were not beautiful. (laughs) My husband walked out of the house and went to go do something on the car. A cop pulls him over, and he literally says, are you kidding me? I'm 50 years old, and I just found out my wife is pregnant. (laughs) And and we have laughed. We have Uh, laughed about that and thought, man, can you imagine the loss? Room, you should have heard what this guy said to <laughs> yeah, try to get out of a ticket, but man, wow. I mean, so yeah, she Audrey Grace was such a surprise, but mm-hmm. you know what? She was not a surprise to God.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And the wrestling through and laying down your own agenda, right? I mean, we had our plans, mm-hmm. we had what we wanted, sure. and what God said is, Hey, you don't know this yet, but you need Audrey Grace in your life. Mm. And so she has brought our family unit together in a way that only she could do. Hmm. You know, the four of us pile on the bed and we, we sing Jesus Loves Me and when we put her down. And and so again, I, I know that his destiny for her is great because if he is going to literally, you know, I was on birth control and 42 at the time and my husband 50. So if Jesus wants you to get pregnant, <laughs> you, you will. You
1: will get
3: pregnant. <laughs> I remember my
1: sister-in-law telling, the story of that they would pray, her and her husband would pray over the birth control pill every night. Oh, really? (laughs) That it would work? It didn't work.
3: (laughs) That it would work?
1: The pill didn't work. (laughs) Jesus Jesus. (laughs) worked. Yeah, they were the proud parents of two Uh. daughters. So yeah, you're absolutely right. So what did your older daughter say? I told you, Mom.
4: She did. And you know, she had follow-up dreams. And and when we told her, what gave me the greatest comfort was that God had told her first. Hmm. I was nervous about how she would feel. And so I when we told her, I said, listen, God, God gave you a dream. And he told you before mm-hmm. I even we even knew. Mm-hmm. And she began talking for the first time. This was the girl who said, I only want it, I'm, I want to be the only child. Mm. I don't want anyone else. So once the dream came, she began saying, you know, I think I might want a brother or sister. And again, I would laugh. And thought, Jesus. (laughs) But here we are. Sarah
2: laughed, too, didn't she? Yes, she
4: did. I think of Sarah a lot. And I remember um, in the middle of the night wrestling, why now, God? We tried back, you know, we tried in my 30s. Why now? And I heard just this still, small voice said, Tracy, because I can trust you, Hmm. you know? And I thought, okay, God, you know, just as my heart is for women and teens to fulfill their destiny in Christ— I now have the honor and the privilege to have this surprise baby in my life who truly, again, we needed and didn't know. So wherever you are, you know, in your life, when those unexpected things come, whether it's it's trouble or difficulty or That's a surprise, good. I want you to know that God is good and his goodness doesn't change when circumstances change. Mm. We can trust in who he is. Is. And that's what I love about God is. We know that he's the father of all compassion. I mean, he, I know he was walking right there with me saying, Tracy, I know you can't believe you're going to have a baby at your age, but you know what? I'm going to be with you. And Dan and Rick, I'm counting on that. You know, I'm counting on him being with me.
3: (laughs) She's in
2: the twos now,
3: right? Yes.
4: She'll be two
1: next month. Okay. Tracy Hurst, you can Uh, go to tracyhurst.com real quick. What's next for you besides coming on the show in about three months?
4: So, really, you know, I lead Bible study. Um, and i really me- i try to mentor where where do you do that i do that at my daughter's school okay. at stonehaven school oh. lead a bible study for women there um, try to mentor women whenever i have a chance to but again most days you'll find me in yoga pants running carpool um, i blog i 'm on a lot of podcasts. I was going
1: to say you 're on a podcast, yeah, do too. a lot of
4: podcasts yeah. and and radio be still be free is a great podcast. I go on quite a bit, and
1: hmm. yeah, check those out, yeah, are there links on your website that can find out all, where you are everywhere, yeah. and you have a book or two or I
4: do have a book, you know, I wanted to bring one today, but I sold out the yeah. last I spoke when I spoke last, so hmm. i couldn 't bring you one, but yeah i 've got a devotional and it 's really for moms like me that you don 't have a lot of time, but it 's ten minutes. And you'll get the nuggets, you know, that you really need and you can walk away from it.
2: And, you know, it's funny. We wear yoga pants on the radio show, too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's another reason we brought you in. We really need counseling. So Definitely. you got to come
1: back. you got to bring books. We're going to talk more. So thank you so much. You're thank such a you. delight. Amazing. Dan and I will be back tomorrow on the Wednesday edition with Dr. David Delk. Have a great Tuesday. I'm Rick Pro,
2: And I'm Dan Radcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live.